Thank you for listening to this episode of the Following Films Podcast, a movie podcast that takes you on a weekly journey into the world of cinema and the minds of the talented individuals who shape it. I'm your host, Chris Maynard, and today I'm joined by Taken director Pierre Morel to discuss his latest film, Freelance. The film is centered on an ex-Special Forces operative played by John Cena, who takes a job to provide security for a journalist played by Alison Brie as she interviews a dictator But a military coup breaks out in the middle of the interview, and they're forced to escape into the jungle where they must survive. But before we dive into our conversation with Pierre, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Bookman's. Bookman's is your go-to independent bookstore, where you can find an extensive selection of books, movies, music, and so much more. They truly believe in the power of storytelling and in the magic of the cinematic arts. So if you're looking to expand your film, music, or book collection, Be sure to visit your nearest Bookman's. There's always something truly wonderful to uncover. Have you followed the Following Films podcast on Spotify? If you have, well, thank you. If you haven't, head on over to Spotify. Search for Following Films and give us a follow. Really does help the show. And if you'd like to support the show by becoming a paid subscriber, go to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash following films slash support. And if for some reason you didn't get that, in one go, you can find a link in the show notes. Freelance will be in theaters this Friday, October 27th. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Hi. Hey, Pierre. How are you today? Good. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today, man. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. It's great. Well, this was a film that is absolutely in my wheelhouse as a child of the 80s. Um, this is, this is a har- it harkens back to those kind of what I consider the golden age of video stores. I feel like this movie could have comfortably sat right between jewel of the Nile and midnight run in, in that kind of just action yeah. comedy, a little bit of romance. <laughs> so yeah. you're in yeah. good company there in my estimation. Well, that, so. Thank you very much. I, I hope I get there. <laughs> and could talk a little bit about what drew you into this film. Cause it's a, it's something you you've played with stuff that's a darker than this for sure, but this one has some intensity to it. But there's also a lightness in this film that I really appreciate. I, I, I think, as you said, most of my previous work has been very dark, uh, like thrillers, and, mm-hmm. and with very little comedic <laughs> relief in it. Um, and I was when I read a script, that's what attracted me. Like because you, you don't really know what to expect when you start reading. And then okay, there's about a, a dictator in South America and there's action. And then you slowly figure out that actually it's very comedic. It's like a really action comedy driven. Yeah. And I loved it because you can do, yeah, the action, which I kind of used to do, and but from a different perspective. But it's not all about the action. Yes, there's great action, but you're not looking for the same effect, not looking for the violence, you're looking for the fun out of it. And that was sort of with fantastic actors. So I had a blast. It's it, it's fun ride, I think. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you quickly know what this film is, you know, really from the opening credits, you get a feel for this. But then what really solidified <laughs> for that balance between action and comedy is something like the scene on the bridge, where you yeah. have this really spectacular <laughs> action shootout, but then the punctuation at the end of it is comedy. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's that kind of balance that I think is not always easy to pull off. Oftentimes you undercut the action or the, you know, the seriousness of the situation through the comedy or the comedy falls flat because of that. Can you talk about trying to 
thread that needle between those two well, worlds. I, I think that 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 was the challenge of this one. Yes, um, and it was a first for me, and you learn from every experience. So, uh, <laughs> but again, I think you you still want to try to shoot action so it's impressive, yeah. but you don't shoot it the same way you would if it was all about the action because you need to leave space hmm. for that comedy without you know without jeopardizing either or the action or the comedy. Um, so you still have full on action, but it, 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 and like all the other moves I did, it's not supposed to be dark. It's just right. massive, but not, it's not about the violence again. It's about how fun it can be in the end. So you just build up the action and then you have that comic relief in the end. So it was, it's just a different approach. It's different timing. It's a different cut. It's different. And of course the actors are. This serves me fantastic, you know, those moments. Because both John and Allison and Juan Pablo, the trio, the, the, I think the chemistry worked really well. Oh, absolutely. And, that, and that's exactly what I was going to ask about, which is the casting of this thing. Because all three of these actors have particular things they're known for. Although I think John and Allison seem to be getting to a point now where they're almost undefinable. Because, you know, if you look at something <laughs> like Peacemaker... Um, that if you've watched that series, that's something that he has this really broad comedy, but also the action stuff, but also a vulnerability and a sensitivity that you also tap into here because it's, he brings that and it's something people of his size, <laughs> his power <laughs> often can't display that kind of vulnerability and something's very unique to him. I think that's, that's, that's his strength. I mean, yeah, John coming from his background from wrestling and he's that, that physical beast of a man is very impressive. And I think he's, he made choices in his career. We should ask him, but to actually not try to only play on that in his movie career. Cause yeah. okay. Wrestling is wrestling. It's, it's the biggest, I mean, WWE is the biggest show ever. It's insane. It's, it's there. Those guys are like full on born, natural born entertainers. Mm-hmm. But if you want to replicate that on screen, it's different. So he had he made the choices to show one is amazing sense of humor and comedic like capacity. I mean, this guy's hilarious. He's dry humor, just like slight light, like face expressions, like and you're you have a blast. And and again, and and then yes, it's very it's very uh, it can be very sensible and have uh, that sensibility and that fragility, which I think is interesting. It makes him so likable. So all this combined. It was the perfect role for him. Um, Allison, she's she's from the get-go, she's a goofball. Even in life, she's just for she's, sure. She's fun all the time. She never stops. Even off camera, she never stops. Uh, and we expect that. But she had to go the other way. She had to go some action this time. So it, it was a very interesting for both of them, I think, to you know, tap into all their capacities, all their skills. Well, and, it's uh, it's it's interesting because the roles are reversed in a lot of ways in what you would typically see in a film like this, where she is the one that has the more um the more protected heart in this. And the vulnerability that John Cena has is very much on the surface. He wears it very close. You can just see that right away that he's uncomfortable in this role and in this particular situation, even though it's just and she has this air of confidence about her that is, you know, she's putting on and it's it's really in most films like this, you would have that the other way it's uh, they have the male feminine is switched between the two um, yeah. in these yeah. roles. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And they, and they both pull it off. Yeah, it would be it otherwise it would be so, so pedestrian. So I'm nervous. I mean, you want that 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 change. So you're from the get go, you're not in, in something you've seen before. I think it's so much more fun. 
and and it also because it really is it is the three <laughs> hander that you have here and then one is just his role he can go so broad and get so big and be so absurd in this but also do these really small things and he, he you he ends up with more humanity than i think you would have expected in the end and that's just something that's really surprising that this film has a lot more um, emotional depth than I would have thought something like this would be. It's not that it's not fun because it is fun. It's lighthearted. It's a silly good time, but there is, you can tell people are putting their best foot forward. Yeah. Yeah. All of them, all three of them in their own way. Yeah. And, and uh, even Juan Pablo, who I, I work with on Peppermint, he was playing that like very main villain, like, like nasty drug lord. Yeah. most of those roles in his career because he did some things in Marcos and that's but, where I know him from. Yeah. Yeah. But he has that, that comedic capacity that nobody would have seen before. And the way he portrays that larger than life over the top dictator to me is, is so much more fun. I mean, you, 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 I, when you read it, you don't see that. <laughs> when I read scripts, like, okay, so dictator it's going to be me. And then you figure out that this guy is completely nuts. <laughs> 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 but not yeah. in a mean way. He's not the guy who's going to slaughter his, his entire population. He's actually just <laughs> extravagante, like extravaganza. It's just like whatever comes, and it's fun. And so, do you think you'll want to do more stuff in this vein after this, and kind of play around with the comedy a little bit more? Love to. I mean, I don't want to be stuck with doing the same thing over and over. I think it's 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 uh, the luck we have in that in that job is that we can try to you know try to try different things. This many jobs I haven't done. Uh, this one was the first for me. The comedy that was good. Today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by Bookmans. So the last time I went into Bookmans, I went straight over to the movie section as I often do. And I was so excited because one of my favorite things that happens when I go in there, I'm looking for a movie and I don't know exactly what I want to see something I've been meaning to see, and there's a blind spot. And when I saw East of Eden, I was super excited because it's a movie I've been wanting to see for years, but for whatever reason, I've just never gotten around to it. So the film adaptation of John Steinbeck's East of Eden, it's a powerful cinematic achievement. I, I know I'm not the first person to say this, but it absolutely does justice to the novels at what can only be described as profound themes and the complex characters. It's directed by uh, Kazan and features outstanding performances uh, from the whole cast, but mainly here by James Dean as uh, Cal Trask. The film captures the essence of the book while adding its own visual and emotional dimension. Uh, The cinematography, which looks absolutely incredible in 4K, captures the rugged beauty of the California landscape. So it sets the stage for this intense family drama that unfolds throughout the film. And the screenplay manages to condense this complex novel that is East of Eden without feeling truncated. It makes this really intricate plot, takes that and then just condenses it down and really only gets the essential elements of it. And all the themes are still intact with love, jealousy, and the struggle between good and evil. That's all there. And it doesn't feel like a lesser than it feels like a compliment to um if you've read east of eden and haven't seen the film definitely catch up on it highly recommend it if you've only seen the film and haven't read the book definitely check out the book as well it's worth your time 
Uh, but in the movie, James Dean's portrayal of the troubled cow, it's nothing short of iconic. Uh, it showcases his raw talent and charisma. The supporting cast is also incredible, especially Julie Harris, I think does an equally compelling job here um, with just an outstanding performance. And there's a depth and authenticity to these characters that wasn't very common for this time. So it's something pretty remarkable here. Uh, East of Eden, it's absolutely a classic that continues to resonate uh, to this day, still holds up. Um, I think that's mainly because of its exploration of human nature and the complexity of family dynamics. It's a timeless masterpiece that deserves a place in the annals of cinematic history. I, I think it's there. It just took me a long time to catch up with it. Uh, this is a must-watch for anyone who appreciates powerful storytelling and exceptional performances. So remember, next time you go to Bookman's, they have your cool covered. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. But even if I do action, again, I, I'm, if I do action for action's sake, I'm interested. It's all about the connection we have to the characters. Either it's an emotional right. connection or it's a, it's a, it's, it's just the, the comic of, of it all. But it's, it's never just pure action. I, I'm not interested in just pure action. Do you still operate on your own films at this point? I, or? I still, I still operate camera. I, I don't, I don't DP. I don't do the light because it's way too much work. Yeah. But I I grew up in the yeah in, in the ranks of movie making by operating camera for a very long time. I I just can't give it up. I mean, if I have to explain to someone else what I would do myself, it, I feel like I'm frustrated somehow. So uh, yeah, it's very egoistically, I keep on working with my camera, and I, I it's it's time gaining. It's even for for the actors actually, it's more fun I think because you're very close to the actors. You're not like back there by video village like and then. Yeah. Run back and forth to explain what you want. So I have I have fun. I mean, it's just and it, I've been doing that for forty years now. So it's uh, it's a na- second nature, I guess. <laughs> so then, at that point, you're te- you're talking to your DP, and then is your DP directing you on how to pull off the shot, or how does that? No, I'm, I'm, I'm I hope I'm not too intrusive in their work, but I tend to <laughs> shots myself, and they have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so it's Fair enough. That works. A little bit of camera right. A little bit of camera right. Okay. Okay. Having <laughs> fun. <laughs> Again, the, I've been doing three movies back to back with the, with that fantastic DP called Cherry Obogas, who I worked under as a camera operator like, for the last twenty years when he was looking with Luke Besson, I was looking with Luke Besson. So we know each other very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice combo. Yeah. There's <laughs> this whole family that's grown out of that uh, that particular area of, of french filmmaking that just came this just weird little point in time where all these insane action movies came out and you were kind of right at the epicenter of that i was right there yeah yeah and, and, and now and now it's informed so much of what we do yeah. now i think yeah and there's a few guys that are still in there i mean my very good friend louis leterrier who did like the last yes. fast 10 or 11 i don't even remember <laughs> i mean yeah and we grew up together in this. I mean, that was his DP before. So, yeah. And it was assistant when I was a camera operator. So we, we grew up in that same thing. And then, so when you're, when you're choosing a project at this point, 
then are you thinking of things that maybe are the opportunity that you haven't had a chance to do before? Is that something that you strive for? Or is it just a simple, you connect to the material and this is what I, it's just that calling of this is the next thing I have to do. It's, 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 it's both. I mean, obviously you are looking for something that you haven't done before. So that's hmm. then when the opportunity shows up, you just grab it. But it's, in any case, it's about connecting with the script. I mean, if I don't feel comfy with it, or I just, uh, no. If I'm not the right person to serve the, the, the material, why would I try? Makes sense. Makes makes perfect sense. Because, I mean, if there is that um, something exciting about not knowing if you're the right person until you kind of take the helm <laughs> to some degree. Because it's there's that you have to fake the confidence and prove to people, you know, convince them that you're the right man for the job, even though you might yeah. not be 100% convinced that you are. But if, but if you're not, then, it, then it's very risky. If you know you're not convinced, then because... if is that old saying like if you something falls off it is <laughs> like, True. If, if, if you don't feel confident with this but like you probably won't be good enough and set so i'd rather not take that risk and find something that you really connect with well this is uh one that did not have that fate because this is something that i i had i had a ton of fun with this is good and i and i gotta mention also um I love that you put Christian Slater in this because I think he's one of those actors that just is underused. Um, he's one of those guys that I, I think has he's aged incredibly well as far as the character actor face that he has now. And he's just somebody that adds in very, very in a minimal amount of time, he can add so much to any project he's involved in. Yeah, such an energy. He's is fantastic. I mean, I I've I discovered Christian like everybody else, like when he was 15, like on yeah. the right it was that monk in the name of rose and he had already something and then i saw him growing up as i grew up we're almost the same age i guess now yeah such an energy he's such a fantastic guy like human being it was fun. well it's it, it comes through you know he's one of those people that i would never want to meet I, I it's you know it's one of those things that when it comes up you're like i, I don't think i'd ever want to meet that guy i grew up with him i, I have this <laughs> perception of him that i, I just don't want well, it to be fucked you up. do you won't be disappointed. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today, man. I really appreciate okay. it. And I really did enjoy the film and congratulations on it. I hope you'll head down and do more of these. Cause I think you, uh, I'll, I'll, you have, you have the ability for it for sure. I try my best. <laughs> awesome. Thank Thanks, you so Nice much. to meet you, man. Take care. Bye Take bye. care. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down Wish me luck, give me hope
always crack.